you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi, I'm your host, Susan Rosen. Welcome to today's show. Today we're going to be talking a little bit, actually a lot, about hearing loss. The reason that I'm doing this show is because there are a lot of things that are related to hearing loss, especially for your brain, and they're finding out even more so to dementia and the shrinkage of your brain. The other reason that I'm really interested in it is because I have hearing loss. And in fact, I wear a hearing aid in my left ear. And probably at some point, I'll have to get one for my right. But at this point, it's still okay. So a little bit about hearing loss. Turns out that typically, which I think most people know about, hearing loss affects mostly seniors, over 50, over 60, and then obviously as you get even older. It turns out that it's approximately one in three people between the ages of 65 and 74 has some sort of hearing loss. And nearly half of those older than 75 have difficulty hearing. The thing is, is that so many people don't want to admit that they're having a problem with their hearing. I know that my mother, for instance, ended up being very hard of hearing in both of her ears and we could never get her to go to the doctor to get her some hearing aids so that she could be a part of everything that was going on around her again. Personally, I think that that had a lot to do with why she isolated herself so much like she did. It also turns out that there are a lot of different things that can cause hearing loss. Some of it is genetic. Some of it could be from being around a lot of noise. And those of us who were in the baby boomer generation, and probably even those that came after us, we went to a lot of concerts that were very, very loud. And I remember very specifically walking out of some of them and not being able to hear real well until everything in my head just kind of calmed down. I'm sure that didn't help my issue that I ended up with, with hearing loss. The other thing that happens is that a lot of people who can't hear also withdraw, as I said, like my mother did, because they feel frustrated or embarrassed. And they also become depressed, which, as I said, my mother did as well. So it also shows in a lot of studies, especially ones that they've been doing over the past eight or 10 years, that older adults with hearing loss have a greater risk of developing dementia 
than older adults with normal hearing. And the cognitive abilities, including memory and concentration, decline faster in older adults with hearing loss than in older adults with normal hearing. That's one more reason why I wanted to do this podcast about hearing loss and just get it on everyone's radar. Here are some of the signs for hearing loss. If you're having trouble talking to people over the telephone and hearing them, if you're having problems following conversations when two or more people are talking, if you have to ask people often to repeat what they're saying, or if you have to turn up the TV or the radio or your earphones or whatever it happens to be a lot higher than you're used to. It could also be that you're having a problem hearing because of background noise or that you think others are, are starting to mumble or they're not facing you. There's a lot of different ways like that. Also, if you can't understand when women and children speak to you, I don't quite understand that. I actually have more of a problem with male voices and that's because part of my problem is also a genetic or hereditary problem that is actually called, and I have to look at this up on a piece of paper because I can never quite remember what the name is. Here it is. The name of it is otosclerosis, which is an abnormal growth of bone, and it prevents the structures within the ear from working properly. The bone doesn't move as much and vibrate as much as it should, and therefore it is not conducting the sound into the inner part of the ear and, in, and to my brain. It's, um, it's a problem. My brother has it as well. I can definitely say that it is something that is inherited, but we'll get back to talking about other things having to do with hearing loss. There are two general categories of hearing loss. One is called sensor inural hearing loss, and that's when there's damage to the inner ear or the auditory nerve, and this is usually permanent. And then sometimes there's conductive hearing loss, which occurs when sound waves cannot reach the inner ear. That could be because of earwax buildup or fluid or a punctured eardrum. That's the kind of thing that medical treatment or surgery actually can usually restore hearing to people who have these kinds of hearing losses. There are also sudden hearing losses, and that can happen to a person all at once, or a over a period of up to three days. And it's considered actually to be a medical emergency. And so if you know anyone who ever has that, make sure that you get them to go visit their doctor immediately. Now there's age-related hearing loss. That just kind of comes on gradually as you get older, which I'm sure is probably part of what I have as well. It does seem to run in families. And it could occur because of changes in the inner ear and or the auditory nerve. It also makes it hard for a person to tolerate listening to loud sounds or to hear what others are saying. It usually occurs in both ears equally. 
the loss can be very gradual. And so someone who has this may or may not realize that that is what is going on. There's also ringing in your ears, which is also called tinnitus. And that's very interesting because they describe it as being ringing in your ears, but it also can be roaring or clicking or hissing or buzzing. I know I get the roaring myself sometimes, especially when I'm, I'm lying down in bed and getting ready to go to sleep. In fact, I remember before I figured out that that's what it was, I kept thinking someone was running their car outside the window at very strange times of the night, which was really pretty embarrassing when I realized that it was no, it was just inside my head. They say sometimes that can be from earwax blocking the ear canal, but I don't think that was my problem. Loud noises also can be common causes of hearing loss, which we all know, you know, snow blowers, lawnmowers, loud music, like I talked about earlier. And it turns out that those kind of things also can contribute to tinnitus. And that really what your parents always told you to turn down the radio or turn down the speakers is actually very good advice. But I don't know about you, I never really listened to them about that too much. So here I am. There are also some health conditions, particularly in older people, like diabetes or high blood pressure that can contribute to hearing loss. That would also include viruses and bacteria which, you know, ear infections and that sort of thing can also influence it. A heart condition, stroke, brain injury, or a tumor can also affect your hearing, which makes sense. And then there are also some kinds of medications that can damage your hearing. The issue then is what do you do about it and how do you cope with it? So first off, you need to ask people to talk a little bit louder, to face you and speak more slowly and clearly. And you have to pay more attention to what's being said, to facial expressions and those sorts of things. I think the best thing you can do is to go get some professional advice. Get it diagnosed. If you have to, go get a hearing aid. It really makes a very huge difference. If you're on the other end and you're talking with someone who has hearing loss, then make sure that you try and include them into the conversation or try and get to someplace that's a little quieter so you're not competing with background noise, like in restaurants, you know how loud they get now, or social gatherings, like you're at a meeting. Make sure you use facial expressions and gestures to help give kind of clues to what you're talking about face the person. Make sure you do that because if you're facing the other way and you're talking, that person's not going to hear you. Also, speak a little louder than you normally do. Don't shout. Speak a little slower than you usually do. And and again, don't hide your mouth or eat or something like that where it kind of gets garbled anyways. Even people with good hearing can't figure out what you're saying. Be patient. Also, ask how you can help. So again, we talked about hearing aids. There are some that you can get that are much more expensive than just the the little ones or whatever that you can get over the internet or 
maybe at a drugstore or something like that. Hearing aids these days are pretty amazing. I know that mine connects with my iPhone. I can answer the phone through it. Obviously, I still have to talk into the phone, but I but the the sound of the voice of the call goes through my hearing aid. I can listen to music on it. There are a bunch of different things. There's actually an app that I have. I can change how it is. So I can change the way it's working, like if I'm in a restaurant, so I can hear better in a restaurant than I do, say, when I go to a concert, which is really kind of neat. And it, and a lot of times it really does work. There is also, I'm sure you probably have seen people at concerts um, where they go and they can, they can rent these little things that they stick in their ears. They look like headphones that connects to the sound system. And then, so the sound goes right into there, into those headphones. If it's a new enough system, I can actually get it straight into my hearing aid. So it, they really have made these things a lot better and a lot more efficient as well. They actually are little computers that they have in there and they run on a battery. It's really pretty neat. The other thing about getting a hearing aid is that it does take a little while for your brain to get used to having the noise coming in and the sound coming in through your hearing aid. And so it does take a while and you have to keep wearing the hearing aid when you're awake in order to let your brain have that time and that constant sound coming in because it is an electronic sound. It's not an actual voice. The same way that when you listen to speakers, it's the electronics that's, that's producing the sound and you're not actually hearing the music like if you were in a live place. Something else too to think about is that people who don't treat their hearing loss tend to withdraw socially because it's so difficult to hear in social situations like what my mom did. They also don't like meeting new people and it all of that it leads to social isolation like we were talking about before. So what happens and what they've been able to find out by doing MRIs and in a number of studies is that the brain actually shrinks with hearing loss. A lot of that is because there are certain parts of the brain that are involved with hearing and, and thinking and, and making sense of what you're hearing. Consequently, what ends up happening is particularly those parts of the brain start to get smaller and to shrink, which is really pretty amazing. They have also found in a number of the studies that they've been doing that people with hearing loss have a higher chance of developing dementia and or Alzheimer's disease as well which for me is kind of scary. So I'm going to make sure I keep boring my hearing aid. They've also just started a, well, not just, I take that back. They started a new study 
They got the funding back in 2017, and so they're just now getting to the point where they're starting to recruit some people for it. That study is actually going to be looking at two different treatments that could promote healthy aging and cognitive health in older adults. The treatments include a successful aging education program and a hearing loss program. Those are the two things that they're going to be comparing. And the study participants will be randomly selected to to receive one or the other. At the end of the study, participants can then get the other program if they want. So this should be pretty interesting. They are um, actually just now recruiting people for this study. They're looking to recruit 850 people. It's going to be for people who are between 70 and 84 who have hearing loss but are otherwise cognitively normal. They'll either be giving them hearing devices or counseling. So those are the two different interventions that they have. Participants are going to be followed semi-annually for about three years. So that'll be, that'll be very interesting once they finally get that done and publish their study. So I think that's probably a, about enough information. You can tell that I get kind of excited about this particular subject because it hits so close to home. Just remember that if you do start recognizing that you're having a little bit of problem with your hearing, go in. Most medical insurance policies will cover a hearing test and they will also usually do it for free. And if not, if you have someplace like a Costco around or a bunch of other places, you can also Google and find out. But I know for a fact that Costco gives free hearing tests as well. It's not something that you're going to have to spend a lot of money on, and it's probably going to save you a lot when it comes to how you're living your life, the direction that you go in as you get older. That's it for today's show. As always, remember that I am not a doctor, and whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Also, would really appreciate it if you would like and leave me a comment wherever you listen to the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, so on, or leave me a comment on my website. Tell me what you liked about this show. I do look forward to hearing from you and please be assured that I do read all of the comments I receive. Don't forget there's a free ebook on my website if you're looking for additional healthy tips. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.